0: all right today on the show we find ourselves with a buzzed sarah which is a good thing and go through her stages of drunkenness then we shift to why cats are evil and so are people who back into parking spots later on kj and james from the stoke loaf van join us to talk about life on the road. In a van and how a curtain has literally saved their marriage then it's sarah's news as we chat about vegan riots in england alexandra paul from baywatch and an unusual cattle drive in zimbabwe that evokes tales of shannon elizabeth and Damian Mander. But first, let me tell you about Nextwave. Yeah, Nextwave Services is a website design company that provides high quality website design and maintenance work for businesses at a flat rate. Nextwave was born from the idea that everybody needs access to seamless, reliable, and professional website design and maintenance service on a consistent basis. NextWave Wave believes that their excellent track record of repeat business is proof of their commitment to delivering first-class service all of the time. Now, you can get a free website consultation when you check them out online at nextwaveservices.com, founded way back in 1998 when our very own Eric Rogers was in third grade. Yep, that was a long time ago. It is Next Wave Services. <laughs> the Real Men Eat Plants Podcast, your daily dive into sports, pop culture, beer, and food with a
1: plant-based spin. I'm Deep, and along with news anchor Sarah Carlson, producer Eric Rogers, and the rest, here is a man who has never put ketchup on a hot dog: Rich Reynolds. <laughs>
0: Well, hello, hello, and what is up, and welcome to yet another edition of the Real Men Eat Plants podcast. My name is Rich Reynolds, happy to be with you. We are joined, as always, by the lovely and inebriated Sarah Carlson, and also <laughs> by Eric Danger Rogers, as he is now going by, where you can find them on social media, is here. You can find her at Drunk Sarah, uh, no, I mean at <laughs> News Sarah, <laughs> hey. and then for Eric, at eric rogers brand on social media you can find me at rmep rich uh remember to go to realman to check us out hit the support button like and subscribe to the show take the 30-day challenge read the blogs also visit our youtube channel more and more stuff going up there every single day okay so we got all of that out of the way i addressed sarah as drunk sarah a couple times again we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday we changed the time of our show so if Sarah would be inebriated and or a little bit buzzed at nine in the morning when we were recording, I might say, okay, she had a, a busy night the night before. If she was uh, drunk at one o'clock in the afternoon, like we recorded a few times, I would say, okay, Sarah is a functional alcoholic, but at <laughs> 7.15, 7.30 at night, central time, Sarah's just enjoying a glass of wine like a a good um, wife does, or, or you know whoever um, you know woman yes. at the end of the day, a you know wife, all of that kind of stuff. yes, a okay. good wife does because that's how she deals with her asshole husband, and no, so um, no. that's. <laughs>
1: together and he's a great guy
0: oh and, you know, right now he, he is
1: talks about, he talks about my stages <laughs>
0: like, all lovey-dovey keep that, keep that
2: glass of wine. okay hold
0: on hold on like... sarah what are what are your he's drunken drunk. stages okay because i i know my wife's drunken stages so my wife's drunken stages are first it's complete denial that she has a buzz <laughs> or is drunk at all i'm not drunk i'm not drunk second stage is clothes come off Okay, so that's 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 my that's my favorite stage. Okay, close coming off. All right. Third stage, though, is not my favorite stage. That's when you've gone wondering. Yeah, it's angry, (laughs) Basha. And at that point, then I'm called every name in the book and nothing's good. My stages
1: are like, oh, I I love the current stage where I'm just still very happy and I love everybody. I even love the painting behind me, which I really don't. You know, <laughs> really happy. and then later on, I get emotional. I have the emotional, like I don't think I can do this anymore, and then I just fall asleep.
0: Okay, there's yeah. there's yeah. never a a close coming off stage for you.
1: Um, She's I'm there happy already. stage.
0: It's got to be in the happy stage, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. During the happy stage, I'm I'm game. I'm game. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm an old lady, so you know it. It depends.
0: You are not an old lady. You are Was far that, from did an you old say lady. Depends
2: because you made the old lady joke. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> where. <weird.
1: laughs> ding ding. Yep,
0: you that'll be coming one day. Yeah, yeah, let's let's not make her laugh too hard. Otherwise, there's that you know female incontinence thing hey, going hey, on. It's hey,
1: <laughs> not that old.
2: I see. I'm not She's saying just that. She's excited that she got that new job, and you know, just having a couple. I am. I am. Yeah. I
1: had my second day. It was very exciting. I'm still in my work clothing. It makes me happy. Very,
0: yes. very much so. You dress a little bit to work like Angela from The Office. Am I? Am I wrong about this, Eric? It's kind uh, of you're you're buttoned up, aren't you?
2: I don't know if it's the blonde hair that makes it like completes that look. But yeah i I get where you know I couldn't pinpoint it but now that you say it
1: yeah you could okay, see it I'm it's like a, I'm in a black blouse but, but we're I'm not doing the undressing white... stage Sarah <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this okay good blouse, good. But good I'm not. But I'm I don't want to get in trouble and black heels with this yeah simple today kept it
0: simple so today. buttoned up though from head to toe so there's no there's no leg yeah. showing there's no cleavage showing you're you're no. buttoned up Yep. Yeah, okay. That's that's it's Angela from it. the office, right? I mean, that's that's pretty much that's she pretty has much spot like on. Contract
2: with her husband too.
0: <laughs> Why? Why? Like What's wrong like with Angela? Angela's okay. Cats? She Do does love cats? cats, right?
2: Yeah. See, there you
1: go. I don't like cats.
0: Oh. Okay. Oh. Well, Angela's sorry. out then. I'm sorry,
1: Ginger. <laughs> I don't. They don't like me, so then I, they freak me out. I Is mean, that why you put like them in me, the freezer I mean, and let them they die? They look at you yeah. <laughs> like you're not a cat person and then when cats know you're not a cat person, they know. You know?
0: They do.
2: I think and you cats- don't like cats because you don't like consent. No, consent.
0: I think, I think she doesn't like cats because cats are inherently evil. Um, so, so here's the difference between cats and dogs. And this has actually been proven. Okay. So if you are an owner, so say Eric right now who lives alone. And, you know, he dies. So let's just say Eric, after the show today, trips over his own two feet, hits his head off the coffee table, bleeds out in his house, and he dies. All right? No one's going to be checking on Eric probably tonight. So, But his cat's going to be there. Here's what cats do. They immediately start eating their deceased owners while they are still warm. I don't need my body anymore. Okay. This is different than (laughs) dogs. Dogs will lie next to their owners and be really sad about them being dead for days. The only time the dog will start eating the owner is when it's completely run out of food and is starving. And then it has to eat the owner. That's uh, That's not emotionally shallow. That's emotionally connected. The cat. By the way, and I, uh, lots of cats do this, so you start walking and they run right in front of your feet. You do yeah. realize, yeah, they're trying to trip you so that you will hit your head oh, off the coffee table trip, and yeah. die. Yeah, When, it's, when my know. cat's hungry...
2: <laughs> When he's hungry, he will literally walk in front of me. So I accidentally kick him so that he, you know, gets his attention. See, so, this yeah.
1: is why I don't need, I can't handle that.
0: I couldn't. Cats are absolutely carnivores. And, um, um <laughs> uh, by the way, and I, I, I want to get to this just a little bit. Just to let you know, Stokeloaf Van is going to be coming on. Uh, that's going to be our guest today. I'm so bad at like hyping the guests and I should be better at it. Stokeloaf Van are coming on. KJ and James are a married couple that live in a van down by the river. Actually, it's a van that travels 30,000 miles a year and they live in that van together. And I'm thinking my wife and I live in a five bedroom house.
2: Strong relationship.
0: Really? Because we live in a five bedroom house. It's not enough space in the house for my wife and me. Um, you know, we need some space and that's how, you know, we've been able to last for 25 years. Uh, these people live right on top of each other, which I think is absolutely amazing. So we're going to talk to them about that in just a little while. So going back to cats, I was having an argument on Facebook today, which by the way, that's the dumbest thing you could do, right? I mean, there's no way to ever win an argument on Facebook. Nobody ever comes around. People say the dumbest things on social media because they know they're not going to get hit in the nose. So they'll say all kinds of stuff. So I'm having this argument about, and again, it goes back to like veganism and whether or not we should eat animals. And I'm making the point that humans are frugivores. And so there's this picture that I use and it actually like compares the anatomy on like 30 levels between carnivores, omnivores, herbivores, and frugivores. And we come out classified as Frugivores. That's what humans have the characteristic of. So, one of the points I was trying to make is this if Eric falls tonight and hits his head on the coffee table, going back to this scenario, and there's blood all over the place, no his more cat. Work. No more. <laughs> tonight,
3: his... tonight.
0: Yeah. Um... His cat, by the way, would be salivating because the cat would automatically see food. Now this is different than a human
2: snack, baby,
0: right? (laughs) For a cat, you are, you absolutely are. Now this is different than a human. Now humans like to think that they're carnivores or omnivores or whatever. But the thing is, say you're driving down the road and you hit a deer. Have we all done that in in Wisconsin? I've hit one. Has everybody hit hit one? Really? Okay.
2: Frick is the wood.
0: Have you seen a deer get hit or have you seen an animal get hit? like live as it's happening. Yeah.
2: I mean, I've hit a possum before in a raccoon.
0: Possums, raccoons, yeah. They're out at yeah. night, they're on the road, you end up smashing them. I always feel awful about it. The thing is, when that blood was to spurt out and that carcass is there, your immediate reaction if you were a carnivore would be mm, meal mealtime. Our reactions are not like that as humans. We don't have a natural reaction to smell blood, which smells like iron and tin and has that that off-putting smell to human beings. We don't see blood and guts and think, oh, I'm going to tear into that. We don't eat stuff raw like that because we'd get very sick and die in most cases. And we don't eat straight through carcasses. The reason why we don't do any of that stuff is because we're not omnivores or carnivores yeah i mean you you could learn and train people to do anything they've had cows that have eaten other cows and they get mad cow disease um because they're not actual meat eaters. I mean, they, they can eat it, they can live, they're going to get some nutrition out of it, but it's bad for their bodies and bad for their overall health and their body reacts in bad ways about it, just like ours do. That's why we have diabetes and heart disease and congestive heart failure and strokes and all of this kind of stuff because we're putting stuff in our body that doesn't belong there. There are immediate reactions when you eat meat and dairy to inflammation of the endothelial lining, to the, to the impacts of TMAO and IGF-1 and all the heme iron, all this kind of stuff that interacts with your body that's really bad for it. And then long-term reactions of having that stuff in your system. So going back to this, I was having an argument on Facebook with a guy and he's trying to convince me that humans are Carnivores, that humans are naturally mm. eating carnivores. And whenever I ask the question about that, about roadkill, about salivating over things like that, I'm like, what animals can you actually catch and kill with your fingernails? Um, what animals can you catch with your feet and being able to outrun them and then kill them and then eat through their skin or scales or all of that kind of stuff? Nobody ever has an answer for that because you can't do it. can't do it, it, it no. It can't be done. All right. So we're not programmed to but get I, that stuff. Wait, so it just
2: Wait. Yes. Hold on. So yeah. So his argument is basically we're strictly carnivores.
0: His argument is is that we're we're omnivores, but and his his reason for it is because people have always eaten meat. And so my argument to that is he's like every culture's always had meat. And I said, every culture has also had rape and murder. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. That doesn't—you're not drawing the connection here, buddy. Physically, scientifically, physiologically, you are a frugivore. We're not even herbivores because we couldn't exist on grass. We can't just eat grass and live like a herbivore can and draw nutrition from that kind of stuff. We do need fruit because we need sucrose and glucose to feed our brains. Without it, we can't live. And so we we need proteins that are in certain fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. We are frugivores. um, And it's it's not even up for debate at at this point. But because we can do something doesn't mean we should do something. But these arguments that you get in on Facebook, they're like no-win situations. It's impossible to change anybody's mind.
2: Rich, uh, I think this gentleman—I'm assuming it was a gentleman you were arguing with. It was. Um, so he probably suffers from what I like to call TDS, and that is tiny dick syndrome. He <laughs> probably drives a large truck with nuts attached.
0: I was—I I was going with Trump derangement syndrome, but Fine. you know, TDS is also one one of those things, I guess. I—I um, I don't know, but anyways, yeah, this guy had me all up in arms today and um i'm I'm thinking to myself why the hell am i arguing with people but it's people that i know rich
1: i gotta give you credit the fact that you argue is you know
0: he's fighting the good fight (laughs)
1: yeah
0: and and i will always argue on facebook i i try like like and so i got a rule for myself on facebook when i'm arguing with somebody there's no personal attacks like, I'm not going to call somebody an idiot or, you know, a bad name. I'm not uh, going to pick
2: a better man than I am. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I don't I don't ever do that because I, I know that once I do that and I cross that, then I've lost the argument. Like, it, it's right. over at that point. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm actually trying to make a point here that I think I've, you know, researched and, you know, argued well. And but I you're like assuming when people, this
2: person has a brain. And that's the I'm, issue. I'm
0: trying to assume that I do assume that everybody does. Um, but you but know I, what,
1: it's the same, you're, you're getting yourself in the same position, I think, as one might get with uh, politics, which we won't go there. But yes. sometimes they're just people who won't ever say, okay, you know what, you might be right. They just can't. It's like people that are back
0: what? in the parking spaces, okay? So... Oh, <laughs> Eric wanted to bring this up. Okay. Now, now here's the thing about parking lot design. And the only reason why I know about parking lot design is because I've, I've owned and managed restaurants for a lot of years. Okay. And so there is parking lot flow and design. Now, all parking lots are designed for you to go in nose first. And back out like the traffic is designed that way, rather than you backing in. So, case in point would be uh, diagonal spots. So you know what I'm talking right. about. So Those there's a hundred
2: percent straightforward in. There's straight arrows in. for it.
0: Yep. In and you go straight in, and then you come straight out. This is what they're designed to do. What they're not designed for you to do is to pass the parking lot, and then back in, or, or pass the parking space, and then back in to the parking space. That's not how parking lots work, but there are people that back into parking spaces, and I've always wondered why. So the thing is, you have to up at some point in time, yes. why not just go with the flow of the parking lot and do what parking people do, which is go in nose first? So I have yes. some
2: rules that okay. I set for myself. Okay. If, there are, <laughs> if there are people behind me and I'm going to be like going to a space, I'm not going to create a slowdown to back into the spot.
0: Oh, thank God. I, okay. I,
2: will, I will go in forward if there are people behind me. Okay. If there's likewise, there are certain parking garages I've been to where it literally says, do not back in the stalls. I will mm-hmm. back into a stall. But if there are no signs and there is no traffic, I will back into a stall because, well, I don't know. This is like partially conditioned because, so I used to be a reporter, and mm-hmm. occasionally you need to get to the location quickly. And if you get to work early enough and you back into a stall, whatever, no problem. Like, I'll take the few seconds to do that. And then if the story breaks, you can get to your car and leave right away. That's my now, logic.
0: This is different. Ah. So, like, okay, so commercial vehicles, I will agree with you. Now, commercial vehicles, like, I used to drive a FedEx truck for years, and we were never allowed to go nose first into a spot. You did your backing first. All right? So you always backed into any spot that you were going into. But that's commercial you know, vehicles, even like, you know, limousine drivers and stuff like that, which I do, you, you back into spots and, and that's all well and good. And it's, it's designed commercially for that, but you're not usually parking in like a grocery store parking lot where you're backing now, into that you, spot.
1: And I, I know we talked about this before too, privately, John, my John does the exact same thing eric danger rogers (laughs) that's pretty alpha behavior (laughs) neither of these things are dangerous i think he backs in when there's no traffic because he prefers to be able to jump in the car and go but that's just at a store or a restaurant and who cares does he have the same
0: rules as eric where like if there's somebody around or okay okay he he would never
1: hold up traffic and if it's a rule he wouldn't um you know and what? I, I actually, I, I'm fine it, with that. I think I hate it because I'm jealous because I would suck at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even <laughs> with like a backup camera. Backup cameras, like, would create a lot of. Backup, backup cameras them. are great.
1: Cameras. It doesn't mean I wouldn't On like this.
2: Similar. I would note, be
1: nervous. I would traffic would come by the time I figured it out.
2: Yeah. The people, the the people who back in the stalls for like every single occasion just to like because they can whatever. I I feel like people hate that. But I will do you one further and say that's like the people who will go to the gas station, pull up to the pump, they'll pay their, they'll get their gas, and then they'll leave their car there and go shopping inside. Oh, yeah, like,
0: oh, not yeah, cool. Get that's not the cool.
2: hell yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> put your car up to the store.
0: Not cool, yeah, you know. And actually, I take my spot. Right. Yeah, I, I to- love that you actually differentiated this though, Eric, and you have rules for what you do as far as backing in because I'm I'm fine with with those rules. However, I I have been the victim of this where you're waiting for somebody to back into a freaking stall. And if you're going to back you know, in, you got to be good yeah. at it. Don't be taking your
2: sweet ass time.
0: Not cool. I mean, it's just not good and there's it, and people like that believe that they own the parking lot and and own the world and it's just not probably good. probably
2: a I cyclist either. too. I'm just riding. <laughs> Don't stop at stop signs. <laughs> you
0: hear, here's a, yeah, Cyclists drive me nuts because they're the ones that always say share the road, but yet they'll blow right through stop signs. And it's like, wait a second. If we're sharing the road, I can't blow through the stop sign. That means you can't blow through the stop sign either, nuts. That's how sharing works.
1: Look, we live in a, in a community here in Madison, Wisconsin. We live area. in a society. Yeah. <laughs> There are a lot of cyclists, and I yes. don't understand how it works. I just try to stay out of their way. They have
0: their own lanes.
2: I love. They how this have their into own us. The like airing of yeah the right
0: now. <laughs> They are not above the law. They can't just blow through stop signs. And it's unacceptable crap. At that (laughs) point, they've completely lost me. Now, I don't want to hear this argument about share the road. When you're not sharing it with me, you're acting like you own the freaking thing. Anyway, speaking of owning the road, Stokelo van is coming up. KJ and James talk about their on-road adventures next all right here at the real men Plants podcast we need your help and so does paul's party being a brand new podcast just trying to get its footing we are asking that you help support our pod by going to our podcast page at realmeneplants.com slash podcast and click the support button when you do not only are you helping us get our feet on the ground you are helping to support paul's party a 501.c charity that raises money to help kids with physical disabilities get equipment to have some fun in their lives two great causes one easy support button. Again, please find us at RealMeneatplants.com slash podcast or on Patreon when you type Real Men Eat Plants into the search bar. Thanks for your support and for helping Paul's party.
2: Welcome to Sheilo Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy. Everyone has a story that's built on thousands of hows, whys, and what's. Join myself chris sheeler as i dive into how people live their lives why they do what they do and
3: what goes through their mind while they do it if you love learning and what makes people tick my podcast sheeler select has you covered new episodes every monday find it on youtube spotify apple or just anywhere you get a podcast
0: Alright, it is guest time now, and our guests today are both mechanical engineers who got married about a decade ago and were living the normal suburban life until they decided to go tiny, and now they sometimes live in a van down by the river, which I'm sure they've heard a thousand times. Please welcome the proprietors of the Stoke Loaf Van, KJ and James, to the Real Men Eat Plants podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining us. Hey, yeah, it's great to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cool to have you guys in. Now You're not actually in the van, though, today, are you?
4: No, no. We wanted to get somewhere with a little bit of better internet and a uh, private space so that we could talk to you without breaking up.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, so we're, that, that, we're in a nice coffee
3: shop. Yeah,
0: that that always helps. Okay, so coffee shop where? Because you know, when you're doing the van life thing, you could be anywhere, can't you?
4: Yes. Yeah. So currently, we are in Bozeman, Montana. Oh, beautiful! Um, we just finished making a very long road trip from Alaska down to the Lower 48. Um, so getting back hooked up to the internet because in Canada, we're a bit limited. So we need to do a lot of downloading and take care of some business. It feels feels like we're
3: uh, we're finally back to civilization.
0: (laughs) Well, welcome back. So before we get into all that, because you guys have had some amazing adventures and I definitely want to talk about some of the places that, that you've hit. I'm sure you get this question a lot, but it's a question that needs to be asked. Why live in a van. I mean, you, you, you had the, the setup, right? I mean, you're living in suburban Utah, you know, you, you got a house, you know, it seems like you're well on your way to being a soccer mom or, you know, yeah. golfing yeah. on the weekends and you decide, nah, now nah, let's shut it all down and go live in a van. Why live in a van? Because uh, the van moves. Yeah. Like-
4: yeah. <laughs> it was, it was stemmed a lot from wanting to see more places without being, um, held back by pto so in america there's usually i mean unless you get a really good job it's really hard to do more than two maybe three weeks of pto per year and that's like you're sick and your time off so Mm -hmm. like never like to dig too deep and like get rid of it all so you're always kind of working with like probably two weeks to one and a half weeks a year to see the places you want to see, experience, things you want to experience.
3: And so we've been on the road now for almost two and a half years. And I mean, we've seen at this point probably a lifetime's worth of vacation
2: time. Yeah, Right, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
0: So, so, um, you know, what's in a name? Stoke Loaf Van is kind of an odd name, an odd setup. Why why that as a name? How did you come up with that? It was all her.
4: Oh, it was me. Um, so the van is a giant white box that looks like a loaf of bread. Um, okay. <laughs> so, like long before we got the van, I was like, oh, it's gonna, it's like a loaf. And I was like, oh, we got to do something with that. We're going to call it loaf. So it was like named before we even got it. Um, I also love bread. Uh love carbs. (laughs) Absolutely. And and stoke is just like get stoked. So like get ready for adventure. Like, let's let's go. Stoke levels are high. We're gonna hit the road. Let's go have fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It is it's a super unique name. You know, the other thing that's kinda unique, now I've been married for almost twenty five years. It'll be twenty five in May. And one thing I know about yeah, I you know, pat on the back. It's a it's not easy, you know. And um but but my wife and I thrive, I think, in our relationship on space. And I'm sure that you've probably heard this um, from other couples. You guys have probably the most limited amount of space that I've ever seen a married couple have. Either you really, really, really like each other or you're really, really into torturing each other. I'm not <laughs> sure which one it is, um, but but which one is it? How do you do this when you're basically on top of each other day in and day out? um we, we at this point we've actually been together for a while
4: yeah um, we've been together for like 15 16 years yeah so we've, um, we've
3: been together since high school um so I, I think we'll lump this into the, the really really like each other yes. side of it <laughs>
4: okay um, <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean we're used to doing a lot of stuff together and it was like an adjustment of sorts because like your activities you have to like you know, if I want to use the table for art stuff, then he needs to like Do not, something not, else, be yeah. at, not be at the table. Cause the table, like we can fit both laptops, but like if I'm really going to spread out, then he'll go up in another area. And you just kind of have to like be really good at communicating. Um, and I think like being in a van and like that type of a situation will either like strengthen your relationship a lot or ruin it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 you get one or the other. Like, I don't
4: think you walk out of that and go, yeah, I didn't change at all. Yeah. That, we're just okay. You know, yeah. like,
3: <laughs> and, um, I guess from like kind of a technical standpoint, we have about 75 square feet yes. before wow. you put the cabinets in the bed in there. And so like actual usable square feet is probably, I don't know, 20, 30, you know, like <laughs>
4: I've been in bathrooms much
0: larger than ours. Absolutely. Family. Prison cells are larger than that. You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable that you're able to do what you do. And then not only that, and, and we'll get to the, to the adventure stuff. Cause I, I find that all fascinating, but you're working So uh, you you guys have things that are going on. Talk about like the the work that you actually do, because if someone's thinking about, oh, I'm going to go spend my life in a van, probably (laughs) a good resource would be to start with you, wouldn't it?
4: Yeah. So we, we have a blog that we run and put blog posts up twice a month about living in a van, um, conversions and stuff like that. We have resources like eBooks for building. Just all kinds
3: of different van life related info for anyone looking to get into it, looking for some tips or pointers.
4: Yeah, so we wanted to like make that more accessible for like people to get information on what that's like and not necessarily just the surface level stuff because we do have that technical background. James is very into tinkering and like loves all things that you can fix and <laughs> in- build stuff. Yeah. So like he's got that aspect where a lot of the blog posts you see sometimes are very like surface level, which we do have those too. Like, you know, using the bathroom, where do I do laundry? How do I get mail that stuff? But then we also dig into troubleshooting and like ways to make things in your van work better for you. Yeah. Um, you know, those, those types of things are harder to yeah. find. I think
3: we tried to like hit on a lot of the real world stuff for like, you know, if you're on Instagram, all you see is these like beautiful shots of vans parked by the beaches or in the mountains. And it's yeah. like, you know, we, we talk about the real world stuff too. Like, it's not always beautiful. It's not always fun. Sometimes, you know, yeah. you're sleeping at the Walmart parking lot. You know?
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. And I would imagine that, that it's not. And as far as real world stuff and, and you brought some of this up already. Okay. Now, again, I've been married for almost 25 years. My wife, for lack of a better term, I'm going to call her a secret shitter. Um, and so what I mean by that, she, she goes out of her way to make sure that I never know when she uses the bathroom, um, to, to go number two. Now, you know, being a vegan, Hell, you, you poop a lot. I mean, you know, it's a lot of fiber, uh, that, that's running through us. Okay. So how do you guys do that? Are there, are there set rules? Are they like, okay, you know, the, the, the next time we hit like a bank, you know, I know that bank's got a good bathroom. I'm going in there. How does that work? Because I think that would be something that everybody's got to think about. Like, okay, this is everyday world, world, you know, we're real world stuff. How, How does that work out? Um, so we actually we, we have like a full it's mini but we have a full bathroom in our
3: van with like yeah. a full shower stall and it is just a curtain you close so yep. like you wow. know there's a little bit of privacy I guess but yeah. you don't have to see each I didn't,
4: other. We, we definitely designed it because like I was like I don't want to look at you any part of you while I'm going <laughs> to the bathroom like I don't right. I don't care if your back's turned I don't. We need some space. That that is our space. <laughs> so
3: sometimes that involves like cranking up the music a little yeah. bit, you know, yep, yep. cover some sounds. <laughs>
4: put on a good like poop tune soundtrack. So you will find we like when we first moved into the van too. It was like we were definitely like music every time somebody had to go to the bathroom. Like, so you, so you kind of knew what was
3: going on. Yeah, it wasn't really yeah, a secret. you can't
4: hide. You can hide nothing. Um, birthday gifts are about the only thing you can hide sometimes in the van. Um, but, but yeah, you just put on, put on a playlist. Um, it doesn't, our, we have a composting toilet, so there's no scent. And because you're like essentially pooping into dirt, there's no sound. Um, unless okay. like you really rip one off, but, <laughs> but like like, you know, the public restroom issue of like, Poop hitting the bowl—you're not going to get that in
0: compost. There's no splash. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Very, very good. You know, and and speaking of real world stuff, so being being a vegan, I've only been at it for about three years now. But one thing that I know, especially if you want to eat healthy, there's a lot of prep that goes in it. There's there's meal yes. prep, there's planning, and all of that. And I'm guessing in seventy five square feet, um, there's not room for a huge prep table or kitchen or something like that. How do you guys manage that? Because I would think there's some planning that definitely goes into that too.
4: We are... Pretty meticulous, I would say, when it comes to meal planning. Yeah, um, so we,
3: every week we put out our grocery list, what meals we want to cook. You know, we go and buy it according to that list, and uh, we know pretty much exactly what will fit inside of our van.
4: Yeah, and we have um, a bigger fridge that uses more energy, so we have, like, what we call a dorm-style fridge, so it runs on regular power, which does take quite a bit more of our batteries than, like, a 12-volt fridge, which is okay RV-style fridge. Um, but it allows us to carry a lot more produce. Um, we have a big basket on our wall that we can put produce in as well. And then the way we designed our kitchen, the stove is like, if you had a four square, the mm-hmm. stove is in one corner, the sink is in another, and then the other two areas are pre- prep spaces.
3: So you can both kind of like stand there and each have your own station. One yeah. person's at the sink, one person's at the stove. Or yeah, counter. and you
4: can access the fridge while someone's at the stove. Like you, It's designed in a way that we can both contribute to a meal, like in preparing a meal, um without hindering so yeah a lot of
0: of thought went into that (laughs) right so so i'm guessing yeah so this actually is kind of cool because you're both mechanical engineers you both get a degree in that it it comes into play almost every day then for you guys using that degree because a lot of people go to college they have the degree and then they end up working in a job that's not related at all (laughs) you guys are totally related to your your field aren't you because i mean engineering is basically solving problems isn't it And you guys have that kind of stuff figured out don't you
4: Oh yeah. That, yeah no, everything definitely. is, you're always solving and you're always compromising or coming up with a solution to make something work better. Um, yeah.
3: I mean, the, the van as a whole is a compromise, yeah. you know, like it's a, <laughs> it's a smaller house so that you can move and travel and see things. But even like, okay, we need this cabinet to be a little bigger. That means the other cabinet next to it has to be smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way to like not compromise on everything. Yeah.
0: So, always problem solving.
4: Always problem solving. Always problem solving. Yeah,
0: I, I would imagine. And then I don't think a lot of people have like a lot of that background, like, okay, how do I get a, a bigger, uh, you know, more powerful fridge into my van or something like that? And that's where I think using you guys as a resource would be uh, tremendous, you know, and using you as consultants as well. So, um, I think that's really cool. Let's talk about where you're at right now. So, you're in Bozeman, Montana. I find Montana to be, I, I mean, one of the most beautiful places that I've ever been. Um, Fact: uh, My wife and I went to a dude ranch up in Fortine near the uh, border uh, with Canada, so actually oh, nice. not too far away. And it was yeah. it was unbelievable when we were up there. We had our own log cabin and we're out riding horses every day. And I thought it was you know pretty pretty amazing. Anyways, Bozeman, beautiful spot as well. It, talk about some of the, the the places that you've been. You just came back from Alaska. You yeah. you, you do some some uh, I don't know if it's skiing, snowboarding stuff like that. Walk us through some of these adventures that you've been on and some of the favorites.
3: Oh gosh, so at this point we've been to 47 out of the 50 states. Yep. Wow. Um, North Dakota, Oklahoma, and Hawaii are the ones we've not been to. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
4: So we've saved some obvious ones for last and,
0: you know. Okay. So, so for someone who's actually lived in Oklahoma, I lived in Oklahoma for four years when I was stationed there in Fort Sill, Oklahoma, you're not missing anything. If that becomes state number 50, don't worry about that. You're not missing much. North Dakota, by the way, I've been through lots of times. uh, And my son was actually just playing in Bismarck over the summer. Um, There isn't that much to see there either. I mean, there's some spots, but, but other than that, I don't think you're missing anything. I'm in Wisconsin. That's where we actually do our show from, and I think Wisconsin's got some pretty amazing spots. If you if you've been yeah, through there, been, so
4: we've been through um, last winter. We went through to Madison and Milwaukee, yes. Yes, yep. Wisconsin, yes, um, yep. and stayed with. We have some family in there in the area, so we were finally able to swing yeah, through I was, there. Uh, we were
3: pleasantly surprised by the area. Yes. You know, kind of went into it not uh, thinking a whole lot, of it yeah, was actually really fun. fun. <laughs> but it was really
0: beautiful yeah madison's got a lot of water lake stuff around it and it's it's a really pretty city so um yeah yeah, i i hope you enjoyed wisconsin as much as (laughs) we enjoy it but okay so so like best states because i'm thinking you guys moved out west you got an affinity for the west is it the western states that you like the most Uh, definitely yeah yeah,
4: it's definitely like it it's the mountains for me Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but i just think there's so much like wonder in that landscape Um, we're not really beach people. We'll go and see the beach and stuff, but like the mountains and like the area around that is um, just like inspiring. I
3: know Alaska was absolutely mind blowing. It's 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 like another world up there. So gorgeous. Um, it's, uh, easy and hard in some ways, but it's definitely worth the, the drive. Worth
4: the drive. Um, love the Rocky mountains in Canada. So Jasper to Banff, that region is just stunning. Um, the West coast of Canada, also stunning. Um, and then Montana is a favorite, um, Idaho was, we finally got to spend time in Idaho. There's states that like evade you because you're always on a mission to go somewhere. And so like there's pass through states. And Idaho had always been, like, the way we get to Tetons, the way we get to Yellowstone, and, like, how we get to, yeah. like, other places. But we hadn't spent much time there, and that was really gorgeous.
3: Um, we're, we're You can see we're listing off, like, a million different places. It's great, covers. though. Yeah. Um, it depends
4: on the season. It depends on your state of mind. Right. time. But, like, Oregon, like, I know, like, I would say Oregon, Montana, and yeah. Utah are right. all... Stunning. It,
3: it, it's funny because you, you eventually you start to bend to all these places. And if you have like a choice of one to two, you can pick a favorite. But if you have a choice of 47... They're all good for different
0: reasons. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I, I I lived in Sedona for a year, and oh, so I mean, I area. I mean, it can't imagine a more beautiful yeah. place. But then you know, driving down to Scottsdale wasn't my favorite. You know, so right. there's you know the places even within Arizona that I thought, okay, this is great, and maybe this isn't as great. So, but you listed yeah. off some you know absolutely uh, amazing places. Um, how do you not burn out? Uh, you know, because I'm Ooh. guessing <laughs> at, at <laughs> certain points you're like, wouldn't it be nice just to be in the house for a while, or how do you how, how do you not burn out?
4: The burnout is real. Burnout it is real. Happen. Burnout will happen. I um, the biggest thing that is easier said than done is to go slow. Um, but when we first set out, we thought we'll give ourselves a year, which is super common for people like. You know, we put our house up for rent or to rent, yeah. and we're like, okay, we'll give ourselves a year. The worst that happens, this doesn't work out, and I get an apartment if my house isn't done being rented, or we can always just go back to exactly what we used to do. Um, and so we were working on that one-year time frame. Well, in that one year, uh, the pandemic hit, and we felt like we were like super robbed of three months of time, which everyone probably did. Um, <laughs> and so we're like, well, crap, that's three years of, or three months of our one year travel. Right, there's and so, so much more to see. We were just like cramming and stuff. And then it got to the time to renew our lease on our house, um, for our renters. And it was like, I'm not done yet. And so we're hmm. like, okay, well, we got a whole nother year. So we renewed the lease with them and we were like, yeah, this will be the year we're going to, we're going to slow down. Like life is just the lie that you tell yourself. It'll slow down after this week. Right. And <laughs> we we. I tell myself that days.
0: every day, you know, it's, yeah, it's not right. even not even weekly. It's like yeah, it'll um, slow down tomorrow.
4: It'll be, it'll be better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so things slow down for us a bit in the winter while we snowboard because you're in places until you use up your days at the resort and then you move on. But then as soon as the weather gets nice, it just seems like no matter what you do, it's fast. And I think the summer was the first time. We traveled slow because Alaska, while big, the area you can drive to is actually small. Hmm. So we were spending a week or so in every place that we went, which excuse me, allowed us to chill.
3: Yeah, really chill. And it and was it places. was exactly
4: what we needed. Um and in other times during van life, we always look forward to spending a month at our parents' house over Christmas holidays, time frame.
0: Yeah. I bet. Um, so that's kind of a bit of a reset. That's a
4: reset because it's somewhere that doesn't this money thank you mom and dad um, <laughs> um and so like and we get to see familiar people familiar places we don't need to google map everything we're not worried about where we get a shower where we dump right. the toilet like those mundane tasks even like a grocery store like there's an ease to shopping the store that, you know, you know, the aisles, you know, where to get the coupons, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, when the deals come in, Yeah. you know, that, you know, this store has good produce. This store absolutely has nothing to offer me, you know, like, you mm-hmm. know, those things. And then when you're traveling all the time, you're like, you don't uh, know those things. Yeah. all I know is the Kroger chain is my life. And I'm just going to, that one I can <laughs> trust, but like, still you go into one and you're like,
3: it's laid no, out different. The aisles yeah.
4: are different, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Yep, yep. So like those little things add up a lot, um, and I would say we were super burnt out fall of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um.
3: So and like we knew that happens. Either stops it, still get an Airbnb. You know, find some way to slow a down. Campground
4: for yeah. a week, just something so where you don't have to worry about those regular everyday needs to protect your mental space. Um, to take care of things that you know you've been neglecting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And weather is real. So I'm guessing there are times when it's really cold. There are times when it's really hot. Is the van equipped for this? How do you guys get through that?
3: Um, so, so in the winter, we've it's been ups and downs, but I think we finally kind of got it figured out. Um, we actually have two heaters in our van that keep us pretty toasty.
4: Good insulation. Um,
3: lots of good insulation. Hmm. I think we we're pretty comfortable down to like negative fifteen at this point. Um, okay. Once, wow. it, once it goes beyond that, then it's kind of all bets yeah. are off. The but... heater
4: doesn't like to work when it hits negative twenty. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> it, it was a really cold winter. <laughs>
3: um, when it's hot, there's nothing you can there's, do about it. You, you, you turn the fans on. You open the windows. Open
4: you know, the doors. You do your
3: best. You, go to the coffee shop because there's air conditioning during yeah. the day. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Try and find some shade, something because yeah, that can get pretty uh, nasty, pretty bad. I mean, right. it, the inside yeah. of a car I'm guessing is the same as the inside of a van, even with, with insulation. Uh, it's
4: actually better. It's, it is better. So like, yeah. you know, you could safely leave cause we used to have a dog traveling. Um, but you can leave the pet in the vehicle with the fans running and the windows but, because you are getting, you're circulating air. We're in a, car, when it's sitting still, you've got your windows and you're basically just making like a microwave, you know, yeah, you've just got like oven. this hot box oven. Um, so the van is
3: typically the same temperatures that you would yes. be like in the shade outside.
4: It never exceeds okay. the exterior temperature where a regular car, so, if you park in a parking lot, will actually get hotter. Yeah, so it's like
3: down in Scottsdale, if it's 110 outside, it's 110 <laughs> in the van, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, so looking, you, you brought up Google Maps, and I guess there, there's a couple ways to travel. Now, in my younger days, it was always like, well, I want to get from point A to point B, so I'm taking the interstate and I'm getting there as fast as I freaking can. As I get older, I kind of get off the interstate and take state highways and county highways and enjoy the actual trip, because to me, that, that's part of the, the, the pleasure of seeing these towns that I normally wouldn't see. Now, do you guys do a mixture of it, or have you gotten more accustomed to doing one or the other? Is it? Is it straight, you know, we're, we're taking the interstate to get where we're going to go right. from point A to point B? Or are we, we going to, you know, draw this out a little bit and see some stuff that maybe we wouldn't I, I normally think it's see?
3: A, it's a mixture. And I think a lot of it depends yeah. on our mindset. Um, so for example, like when kind of the end of the year, we get burned out, we're going to head back to our parents' place for the holidays. Lying. It's get out yeah. The yeah. And drive as fast <laughs> as you can.
4: Like, <laughs> eyes on the prize. There's a sofa waiting for me. Like um, I'm ready.
3: And then at other times, though, like uh, just coming back from Alaska, now we took like what two weeks to do that. Yeah, it
4: took a, we took quite a while, and I would say, and like um, we
3: stopped, you know, with three four hours of driving a day, stopped yeah. at every town along the way, and kind of you know get out, watch, enjoy, enjoy
4: things.
0: Yeah. Um, how does how does yeah, how, how does plant-based and being vegan figure into all of this? Because I know, you know, it's easy for me when I'm at home to be vegan AF, as you know, Sergeant <laughs> Vegan calls it. It's really simple. I I got all the food that I want. I can plan out my meals. I can cook. As soon as I go traveling, it gets much harder for me to do. And you guys are constantly traveling. Now it's a little bit different because you got your home with you. But still, um, how does how does being vegan though play into all this? How did you guys decide? Okay, to to come become vegan was that a separate journey? for both of you um, how does vegan play into your life and your lifestyles
4: so i would to like start at a, a level that we're at right now um, we definitely cook a ton we mm-hmm. don't eat out a lot and that's like personal preference from behind like way a long time ago but also just it's way easier, easier um, mm-hmm. for me to cook my food and know that it's vegan i don't need to ask questions i don't need to wonder if something got into my food um, and we're definitely known as like the cook friends of like our circle like anytime we like roll up and people are like i'm heating up leftovers i'm going out to eat and people are like blown away that we're like always cooking in the van like we we reheat our lunches like or we're cooking something fresh for lunch and for dinner so we're definitely like cooking a lot more than other people in rigs um Um, it's
3: probably a little bit because just where we travel a lot of times we're in more rural areas you know it's kind of hard to find vegan options at Mm -hmm. a restaurant um, but you
4: put me in a city where I can find it, and you better believe I'm on Google Maps looking for like the best
3: highest right. Yep.
4: <laughs> like that's part of, that's part of the adventure for us is that when we are in a big city, um, you get to have those you options. get to have those options and you get to try something new. Um, and when we were in Alaska, produce was much, much harder to come by mm-hmm. That was decent. We had some of the most disgusting produce we've had (laughs) in a long time. Cause you buy it and it's been shipped around for a while. Mm -hmm. And by the time you get it, it might look real. Like we got a peach that actually like, I was like, I'm not buying unless it smells good. And we bought it and it was just the nastiest thing on the Mm -hmm. inside. We had stuff that was moldy on the inside. Um, and I darn near cried when we got to even the Yukon, we didn't have to go far. And we roll into a, uh, uh, it's real Canadian superstore. It's
3: like a real grocery store. while. <laughs> <Real laughs> the yeah. produce
4: section was huge. We got figs and blueberries and kale. And it was like, so cliche, but I was like, I could cry because this is like legitimate <laughs> produce. And we ate a lot of pasta. We ate a lot of like, a lot of stuff that was in a season where you usually eat majority of fresh food in the summer. Um, we ate a very winter style diet also. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean it's like trying to find the produce sections that yeah. are good. Um and knowing like Kroger chains have a lot of plant-based store brands. Um so they have their Simple Truth yeah. plant.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I yep. don't know, yep. I know, I know that one. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely.
4: And so like I know that Kroger and Smith's Breadwire or whatever it's called near anyone um dependably has decent produce and has weird staples um almost everywhere like right. even in a small town I, except for somewhere in tucson that was the one place that didn't have tofu yeah um but <laughs> but most places at kroger will yeah.
3: have
4: enough stuff to make our meals
3: um yeah and I, kind of another thing too we've heard even from people that aren't necessarily vegan before van life they either go vegetarian or vegan while they're in the van just like because hmm. of like sanitation issues yeah um you know you're you've, we only have 20 we got 20 gallons of water usually in the van and um, you know, you can't wash your hands that much. If you have like mm-hmm. chicken and you're touching stuff, it's a small space. Yeah, yeah.
4: And so <laughs> it, it's honestly, it's just it's just easier. Yeah, like, like if, or like people will just be down to like eggs and cheese because like you know, like our fridge died last year. Or our power system. Took a, took a We we had a hiccup, yeah. Yeah, we had a hiccup. We had like three months, or three, Jesus, that would have been terrible. Three weeks (laughs) without, without a working actual refrigerator.
3: Oh, wow. So like, like if you would have had like animal products that that just wouldn't have flown, right? Mm -hmm. Like no way.
4: Where we were able to put our stuff in like a small 12 volt cooler and eat through like, You know, I've only had vegan cheese go bad like three times. You know, (laughs) vegan milk doesn't typically go bad. Like, like, I'm not worried about it killing me unless it already looks or smells disgusting. Like, I know if it's bad. It it makes itself very apparent if it's bad. And so stuff keeps longer and I'm not worried about... Yeah, My cutting board. I, it actually
3: fits in it. into the van life very easily. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, what's next? I mean, we got some time here before you hit the parents' house for the holidays. Um, what, <laughs> right? what, what, what is next for you guys? And then, and then, how long? I mean, do you guys have a plan? Is this indefinite, um, or is is it something where you're like, yeah, we're giving ourselves another couple of years or something that we're we're coming off the road.
3: Um, so actually, we've got a flight out to Australia here in a few days. <laughs> oh wow!
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so
4: we'll be going to Australia for just shy of a month.
3: Um, we're renting a van there, yes. and we're going to do. Oh, okay, of course, year. yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. It, why, why, why hotels at this point? Right, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're looking forward to that. That's part of our hustle to get back to Utah, um, is to catch that flight, and then after that, um, we are actually planning to take the winter off from being on the road. Um, so we have kicked out our renters and we'll be <laughs> going going back into our house for the winter. Um, winters are very hard. As much as we mm-hmm. love snowboarding, it is it is a very hard time to be in cold climates. Uh, most van lifers do um Warm
3: They usually everyone heads out of Baja, Baja. for the winter. We're the <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. There's
4: there's very few, and even people that really love it, love snowboarding, typically bail on being in the winter or being in the van in the winter. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take some time and work on our fortifying, like getting our blog, like in a better state, we're doing a ton of backend work right now. And it's hard to work on a lot of projects when you're also planning, like moving, moving through life in a very physically moving through life kind of way. Right. Um, so using that stationary time to kind of realign, reassess and decide, and we're kind of giving ourselves a six month timeframe on that um and after that we have no idea but will figure it out i I don't want to stop traveling um but the style and the frequency in which we do it will probably i think we're going
3: to probably transition from you know 100 full-time travel to you know more of a having a home base some kind of house and then going out for a month or two at a time that kind of a
4: thing yeah we definitely the freedom in the and what we've learned in the van has absolutely changed our perspective going forward and how so Um, just the value of free time, like time is more valuable than money. Mm -hmm. Um, How can you live debt free? Um, So the things that are on the table, selling our house and moving somewhere um, where.
3: Probably probably, probably an extension of tiny living in some form, a tiny house or something something like that, like trying not to have a mortgage, hopefully.
4: Yeah, so our home base is essentially free, Um, Mm -hmm. Or at least, you know, we're not paying any monthly bills other than like cell phone and water, stuff uh, like that. And and that would allow us to travel more or experiment on ventures like business ventures without that added stress of needing to cover, you know, up to $2,000 in bills when you count on your mortgage and everything else. So it kind of uh, getting rid of that financial burden to give us the time and creative freedom um, uh, right. It's kind I, of like the main goal. Yeah. You mm-hmm.
3: only have to make a lot of money if you're spending a lot of money. Right. right exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, you talked to uh, quickly and we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys get back on the road here about, about van lifers. Um, is it like a community? Do you see like some of the same people out there on the road? How does that work when, well, when you know that they're also doing like kind of the same thing you're doing?
3: Uh, It is very much a community, um, especially like um, how it kind of fits into the weather. A lot of people kind of do this circuit with the seasons and kind of follow the nicer climates. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of like get into that flow, you end up seeing people over and over again, it seems like Mm -hmm. throughout the year.
4: Yeah. And we've done a couple of gatherings, obviously in 2020, there wasn't many of those, but in 2021 there were, and we met up with a lot of people that we'd either talk to online or people we were meeting for the first time and then just kind of like, ping-ponged because we were on similar circuits. Um, there's a van life friend that we haven't seen in probably a year and a half, we'll see later today.
3: Yeah, they just um, happen well. to be in Bozeman too. To be in the
4: area. Um, when we were in Alaska, we were bumping into people that we knew whether we had planned for it or or not, just because there were other people up there and that was a lot of fun. Like it kind of gives you that rush of like, oh my God, I know someone in this town. Like I might, mm. I might actually run into someone that I know, which typically you're like, nobody knows who I am. I like right. operate, is, I so. could tell someone my name is something totally different, they don't know anything. So, like <laughs> there's definitely
3: a real community there and that
4: makes it fun. Yeah. And, the, you know, they relate to your issues, you know, if they can, something that sounds like if you're, if there's things that are like uncomfortable in the van or things that like shift your mindset, like you could tell someone that doesn't live in that situation, they'd be like, Oh, you're just whining. You're like living the dream, but they don't see, mm-hmm like there is a burnout to constant travel like that can really wear right. you down mm-hmm. where like if you tell it to someone in the van, they'd be like, Oh dude, I know I cried at Denny's yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Like-
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Hey hey guys, where can people find you then? So online, uh, YouTube, all of that kind of stuff, social media where uh, people want to search you out, where do they find you at?
4: Um, so we have our website, which is com. S T O K E. Uh, loaf like a loaf of bread um, and then also on Instagram under the same handle Stoke Loaf Fan we have a YouTube yeah, that doesn't much have on much it. on there but if you mm-hmm. want to see us hiking around amateur hour and some national parks so This is like family <laughs> family video style footage yep. but feel free to watch it feel free to watch it um, and then also Facebook all of it's under the same Stoke Loaf Fan um, and then Pinterest if You yeah. want to get some band pins?
0: <laughs> Terrific! All all great stuff. Hey, you, you guys are living the life. I think. I, I think there's there's so much. I, I mean, freedom that's that that's involved with it, and that's got to feel really good. Um, oh, and yeah. I think that there's probably a lot of people that are listening or watching. They're going to say, "Yeah, I'm kind of jealous of that. I might want to yeah. try that out um, for Go a while." It. As yeah, yeah? Give it a yeah. Shot. And, wow. and 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 what advice would you give to those people? What What would you say to them?
4: I would say like.
0: Like, I would say go for it. I don't think there's... What
4: What are you, you going to lose? Like, go back to the same life you were living before? Like,
0: Right. Yeah. It's, you
4: know, like, the, the entry level, I, it doesn't have to be a van. You can bring a trailer. You can do a truck camper. You can do an RV because vans have gotten a lot more expensive than when we just bought it. But, get, like, Give it a mm. shot.
3: There's nothing to lose, right?
4: Mm-mm. And, like, it feels so good to downsize. Like, I regret nothing about, like, getting rid of the stuff that we got rid of. I don't regret renting our house out. I don't regret selling cars. You know, like, I don't... Right if anything i'm going to get back in our storage unit and be like why in the hell did i keep all this you know like there's there's no regret like i would have regretted not doing this way more than i would have regretted trying um, yeah, so totally. just go for it and, you know, get that either do it or don't stop, right, yeah. stop Googling. And, it. and if it, if it doesn't
3: work out, you can say you tried, Right. Yeah.
4: Right.
0: Absolutely. I, I love it. And guys, you, you were great. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, spending some time with us and, uh, we'll hopefully, uh, be able to catch up with you sometime down the road. So yeah. good. <laughs> thank you.
4: Yeah, no problem. Great talking.
0: Okay, if you ever wanted to show off your plant-based lifestyle and do it in style, here is your chance. We have some of the most amazing t-shirts, hats, accessories, coffee mugs, and more at shop.realmeneatplants.com. We have statement t-shirts that will bring a smile to everyone's face. I love the I Want Tofu Tonight tee. Plus, we have podcast tees, Real Women Eat Plants gear, Real Kids Eat Plants, and Real People Eat Plants, just in case men, women, and kids didn't cover it all. And yeah, we love you, and we love that you want to show off that healthy lifestyle of yours. Again, check out our high quality gear at shop.realmanyplants.com and enjoy. She's
3: a mom with vegetables. She's so delectable. The cows and pigs, she set them free. Can't you see? She's a hot chickpea. Veggie stew just for you. Sit on down, there's these are two. Cows and pigs, she set the free. Can't you see? She's a hot chick, be the just for you. Sit on down, there's dessert too.
0: All right, all right, all right. It is take three on the news as we keep crashing just like sarah carlson from her buzz she had a buzz earlier it was fantastic she was so loopy and fun and now she's getting into tired sarah mode as she's getting ready to do the (laughs) news not yet
2: (laughs) we're trying to convince her to all right.
0: All right. So uh, Sarah and her killed Buzz will do her Buzz Kilman impersonation from the Jonathan Brandmeier <laughs> show and do the news. So Don't go for it, Sarah. Yeah,
1: I, I do yeah. not do impersonations. So <laughs> starting with the first piece of news here, you may have heard about this one. Police have been arresting dozens of vegan activists in the UK as they target Britain's next prime minister, female Liz Truss. Now they've been trespassing in dairy plants across the country, doing all kinds of wild stuff. This group is called Animal Rebellion. They've had protesters launching days and days of drilling through truck tires and filling pipes with expanding Damn. foam.
0: This wow. Is I gotta to know was what was like a, Alexandra Paul there. She's been arrested <laughs> lots of times. <laughs> right. She's done this kind of stuff. She's been I on our show. Names. Stephanie Holden from Baywatch. Yeah, I, we're gonna have no, to but find I out. Be
1: surprised.
0: Yeah, so, I'm going to have to reach out to her. Yeah,
1: no, she's so in jail.
0: Animal- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll bail her out then.
1: Yes, we will. The, the name of the group is Animal Rebellion. Buzzkill. Still okay, it. there we go, Sarah. Yeah, so you,
0: you have to put the microphone in front of your mouth for us because to hear my you.
1: my hair was in my mouth. The uh-huh. vegan activists <laughs> have risked the wrath of the public, too, because they've... <laughs> we can do this. Continue. Drunk
0: Sarah's awesome. I love it. Hey, now She's listen.
1: Back. This is the <laughs> vegan activists. They're risking the wrath of the police after promising to continue this disruption until there were, quote, supermarket shortages amid a cost of living crisis. So, the, you know, double whammy there. They want to make sure they do some damage. So, they say they're going to disrupt this for as long as it takes until supermarkets can't have any dairy the government and the new prime minister are meeting their demands and it is pretty brutal so twitter users are pointing out that the protesters who also are staging sit-ins at supermarkets and clearing shelves of the milk and the dairy products are only making a mess though and making the vegans look bad so they're saying, look, you've got people out there having to clean up. You've got danger for disabled customers. One quote said, you didn't hurt the dairy industry here. You gave them a new large mm-hmm. order. In other words, hmm. if you're just going to make a big mess and knock everything off the shelves, that's not going to do any good. You know, you don't want to get attention. I get it. But um, a lot of people are... Frustrated. Other vegans are frustrated with them that the mere idea of the protest is angering and
2: Well, that's not even a protest. That's just rioting.
1: It
0: is yeah, just rioting. That's riot, what I would call I don't get it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't understand the whole destruction of property thing. That's where protests go into riot mode. That's That's exactly right. right. As frustrated as you are, you are not allowed to break other people's property or property that belongs to to the government or anything else. Because then, like the Facebook argument that I was talking about, now you've lost the argument. So you might have been making a good point, but now they can get you on the fact that you dumped all this milk out and, and caused a mess for people, and now you've lost the argument. Nobody even knows what your initial argument was anymore. <laughs> at that point they just think that you're punks and you're, you don't you know you're, you're not going to win that way and I hate that I hate that they've actually done it that way I get that they're frustrated I get that they want to make a point this is not the way to do it this isn't you know I, I like sit-ins I think sit-ins are great I think you know doing that kind of protesting is fantastic but when you start damaging properties when you've crossed the line or especially when you start getting violent and and do those kind of things and the Europeans I know they're a little bit further advanced than we are when it comes to like vegan and vegetarian stuff. So in Britain, there was a recent poll that just came out. They estimate now from this poll that about 10% of Brits consider themselves to be vegan or vegetarian with about like 8% vegan and 2% vegetarian, which is double where we are in the United States where we're at about 5% combined. So they're, they're more advanced than we are on this movement. I get that they're actually you know, cool. frustrated and all and that. I thought so. us
2: Americans were supposed to be the ones that were rebelling against stuff and you know, yeah.
0: they're doing it. Well, the, the, the Brits are kind of leading the way on that, if you will. So anyways, um, that, that does sound like a mess. I really wish that they wouldn't do it that way. And um, also in case you are wondering, kind of stalling here for Sarah to come back. She froze and crashed on us once again. This has been happening entirely too much tonight, and I'm wondering if it has anything to do with the fact that she's inebriated.
2: Well, you know, she probably uh, (laughs) went and forgot to turn on her Wi-Fi again, or like, you know, we took a break between segments, and she, you know, I don't know where she went, but... Um, maybe we don't invite drunk Sarah back in the future, but right? um, I don't know if she's, I don't know if she's into, uh, you know, a little other, other kinds of, uh, inebriation, but possibly high, yeah. high Hi Sarah might be more fun if that's something she does. I
0: don't we're going to have to find that out. So we're going to have to do an episode where we're all like drinking. Then we'll have to do an episode when we're all smoking, um, adult stuff. The cool thing about it is so in Dane County, it's legal now. Um, just as it is in Illinois, if you go across the border,
2: shit, I just literally bought a house that is like one street over into the next County.
0: Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's only Dane County. That's, that's all that it is. And you could actually, um, because I was driving around the the other day and I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. It's, it's nuts because I I, I always think it's funny because you'll be driving behind people and sometimes are right next to them and they're, they're smoking. I don't know. Can you smoke? weed while no, driving that's still a dui okay that's still bad that's still, right it's still it happens I, quite I, a bit though yeah it does yeah, happen yeah. and yeah anyways um sarah is back sarah we got you through story number one do you have another story for oh, us
1: Good. You will yes. chat about it i'll have to listen to it later
0: okay good good
1: my apologies we were we were making fun of you, of you. Play- thank you
0: yeah as a tradition <laughs>
1: Okay, so I you know, we're we're working on this oh gosh. This is a sad story
0: actually. Uh-oh. An animal rights act. Talk about a buzzkill. I
1: didn't know that this is a vegan, what would you say? Yeah. Talk about a
0: buzzkill. Yeah. Okay.
1: I know, for real. 2500 wild animals in Zimbabwe have had to be relocated after climate change is threatening their survival. So think about that. 2500 Wild animals in Zimbabwe. By the way, this is just because- I just
0: got an email from Zimbabwe today. I, I shit you not. Um, Damien Mander, I don't know if you know that name. Damien Mander actually fights against poachers um, in Zimbabwe, and he is going to be on our show September 21st, two weeks no from, shit. what is this, today or yesterday or something like that. So Damien Mander, yeah. who was also featured in the movie The Game Changers and is a huge um, dude. I mean he's a big football looking former rugby player can literally kick your ass for going out of line and um he he takes care of poachers so they go out there armed uh against poachers which I think oh, I think that's fantastic yeah I I I love that and and love the crusade that he's on so Damian Mander who is in Zimbabwe who actually just um, emailed me today and and confirmed is going to be on the program. So that's so funny that you brought up Zimbabwe and there he was talking about he being on Zimbabwe time. And we were trying to coordinate what time we were going to do this. So, yeah, well,
1: so yeah, and I guess it's, it's a bit of a sad story, but at the same time, we have, um, people who are trying to help again, they're moving them out of Zimbabwe. They're relocating them and recognizing this problem. According to officials, Climate crisis is replacing poaching, though, as the biggest Mm. threat to wildlife. So certainly poaching, as you're going to hear and we'll talk about a lot, is a big problem. But climate change is a bigger problem. So with this prolonged dry spell parching large parts of Zimbabwe, the country has decided to relocate these 2,500 animals from a southern reserve to one in the north so they can hopefully survive. Yeah. They gotta hang on to it. Wow! So
0: another person, actually, who you would probably know that is in on that fight and is helping with that and is in uh, Africa, Shannon Elizabeth. Do you know her? Actress. She was yeah, in American Pie. Right. She was the ch- yeah. like audio like, audio like foreign readers. exchange student. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. And she was in like uh, Silent the the Jane Silent Bob uh, Return movie. Uh, whatever that was. Uh, anyways, wow. um, Shannon Elizabeth.
2: Blast from the past.
0: Yeah, exactly. She's been over there in like South Africa and Zimbabwe and around that area, like fighting the same battle that Damian Mander is fighting and also fighting against uh, climate change and what have you. And also, Glenn Merzer, who does a rant on our show once a week, can tell you at one point the Sahara wasn't the Sahara Desert, it was the Sahara Valley and they actually had trees, yeah. and they used to have agriculture there, and it's been proven by actual, like, cave paintings and dwellings that were in the actual desert uh, that, mm-hmm. that are there. So it, it there's a big like um, I guess scientific movement on where they're trying to prove the fact that it was man-made the Saharan desert was man-made and desertification is real and it happens from agriculture and over agriculture and what we actually do so so some neat stuff in all this story right here Sarah so I'm, I'm like extracting oh, lots good. of things it, and going down rabbit holes because, but it's very exciting I
1: guess yeah. it is exciting and it, there's a non group called Great Plains Foundation, perhaps some of the people you just named are part of that, because I would imagine it takes a lot to move all those animals Hell yeah. from one part of a country, a, a continent to another. Um, so they're working to conserve and expand natural habitats in Africa through some innovative uh, concepts. Good. That can't be easy. No. So again, it's impalas, elephants, no, I giraffes, it. buffaloes, wild <laughs> beasts, zebras elons i don't know if i'm saying that right that lions right? and wild dogs wow. among others they're using trucks cranes even helicopters to get them away from the drought stricken area so wow. again they're taking them 400 Jesus. miles away from where they know that's so a cattle drive, no right what's there going on. yeah that is insane yeah. right that is but again it's sad because they're having to move them but it's fantastic to know there's a nonprofit that's doing it. And imagine, again, the science and the knowledge to be able to do something like that. But people don't think that we have a problem. Let's look at this Great Plains Foundation and ask them if we
0: have a that's problem. a that's a really that's good right. idea and in fact I'm writing them down and might like to get them on the show as well but yeah it's um, it, it's a huge problem and I think people are starting to address it and Glenn Mercer by the way if you read his book food is climate talks about this in the book itself and sergeant vegan who we had on like his dystopian future is a lot like this and uh, the fact that we're ignoring a lot of warning signs and things that we could do to fix Things, um, I think it's kind of sad. And that's kind of the argument that I was having w- with the guy on Facebook yeah. today. It's like, let's let's not ignore this stuff anymore because it's right in our face and it's really getting to a tipping Well, you're just point. a
2: crazy out there vegan. so I am. Go I'm just, here. yeah,
0: exactly. You know, it's, it's easy to pigeonhole somebody like that rather than maybe some of these people have done a lot of research and have looked into these things. And, and what's the worst thing that could happen? So you decide that you're not going to eat animals anymore and you eat plants. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Happen. less cholesterol in your body. I mean, I, I don't understand what, how bad can it possibly be? You know, what's, well, what's I the worst that's going to happen to you?
1: The- it isn't the less cholesterol. And again, I, I don't argue for it because I don't eat the meat, but people just love the taste and they're so used to it. It's like,
0: that's the only argument they got yeah. going. I mean, that, that's it, yeah. you know, and, and there's, there's things that we love to do as humans that just aren't all that good for us. Like, listen, man, I love sex. I love it. I love having sex with women. <laughs> I think it is fantastic. It's the tops. My, my whole life is built around it. In fact, if it wasn't for women, I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't do anything. I would just like sit on a couch all day and play video games. I would do the bare minimum to, to get over, but I get more money and a house and cars because I want to impress my wife so I could have sex with her. That's how this whole, all thing works. But the just thing is bring her alcohol, man. Right. Well, that also <laughs> would, would work to a certain point before she gets to angry about it. But, 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 but the thing is about it is all right. We can't just go around having sex with whoever we want all the time because it's bad. Then there's STDs that end up happening. Happening and people's feelings get hurt and all this damage that ends up getting done. So we can't just do things because it's pleasurable and we enjoy it. There are rules that we have to set upon ourselves if we would like to live in a society. And these should be some of the rules. Maybe we shouldn't eat as much meat as we should. Maybe or, or we are. Maybe it shouldn't be that we're eating three times as much meat as we were back in the 50s and 60s. Maybe that's a problem. Um, and maybe we should look at that and say, OK, maybe we can make some changes changes but people are so close-minded about it like, Well, i like bacon and i like well, who does everyone it? thinks
2: they're a free thinker except for right. they're not <laughs>
0: they're, they're not opposite they're they're really not and not even open-minded to the debate and the and the the discussion yeah of it.
2: that's that's the problem we get so, many, so much fracturing going on between like these these ideologies about stuff and it's like really we can't can't have a discussion can't even right. talk about ideas because you're just stuck in your own ways okay
0: Pretty freaking sad. Sarah, we are running out of time. Great job on the news. Great job today as well. I want to see more of drunk Sarah. Um, you know, down the line and have a show like that, I think would be absolutely fantastic. Our thanks to our guests today from Stokeloaf Van, KJ and James. We also want to remind you, go to realmanyplants.com, click that support button, subscribe, like us, leave a review, do all that kind of good stuff. Take a 30-day challenge, read the blogs, go to our YouTube channel and check us out all over social media as well. And remember when you hit that support button, not only are you helping us, you are helping Paul's party and helping disabled kids get to have a little bit of fun in their life. With some equipment that's really friggin' expensive. So please uh, donate there as well. So thanks to everybody. Great job, gang. And we will do it all again tomorrow. See ya.